Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade in iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after $29.17 per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after $731.21. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available. Ever excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Max wins use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. second episode of the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave. Um, and if you listened to our last podcast, I'm sure you either enjoyed it or you hated it. One of the two. First, Dave is going to talk about some corrections from last podcast. So I'm going to hand the mic over to Dave and let him, let him go with that. Yeah, so the only correction that I have is, for whatever reason, I decided to refer to uh, Fernando as being Colombian, he's actually Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. And also his name, he's apparently decided to go by Maximiano. I think I said that right. Yes. Other than that, that's it. All right. Maximiano, huh? That's, that's his new name. Let's talk now about, after the corrections over, let's talk about uh, the game last week against, <laughs> against the Red Bulls. Um, I, I don't have a lot to say about it because it kind of sucked. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think my first thought of it is that it was basically what I expected it to yeah. be. You know, we had a completely different back line. In that back line, there were two rookies who had not played yet. Brent Coleman, who had played, a, I believe it was 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And Mark Birch, who played a little bit the previous game after Mears went out. I forgot to actually check to see what time. I think it was like 25 minutes or something like that. To be perfectly honest, I think he's our weakest fullback. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it was, it was what it was. Um, I don't think defensively anyone was shocked by three goals. Yeah. It was pretty disappointing, though, on the offensive side. The exact same starting lineup in the front that we had, aside from the lack of uh, Rasmus Schuler, And I, I was just really disheartened by pretty much all of it. Um, I, I've always been a pretty heavy supporter of Sam Nicholson. I didn't see anything special from him. Ibarra, I didn't see anything super special from him. Finlay was pretty flat. And, it, and Ramirez, I, I think, has been well, questionable at best all season. So let's get into that. Let's get into the Ramirez discussion because you, you feel, seem to think that he needs to be benched for a while. I mean, and I can see why because he's really not doing what he should be doing at that striker position. Yeah, you know, I, I, I got into it with a, with a guy on Twitter. And, you know, my, my position is on forwards. I, I don't particularly want them to be a team player. I like yeah. a forward that is kind of all about me. Mm-hmm. He's got an ego. Yep. He's kind of a ball buster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I expect him to do some of that hold-up play that yeah. Christian has done this season. But overall, I want their focus to be on putting the ball in the the net. net. Yeah. And, uh, you know, outrunning the defense, getting past that back line, and putting the ball in the net. Yeah, being selfish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he he hasn't been that at all this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, You know, he's participated in – my count was three goals. Okay. He's made key passes in three goals. Yeah. Which is good because there were three goals and – We've mm-hmm. won both games by a goal, yeah. and he happened to participate in a goal in each game. But at the same time, where is his, his hungriness to actually score a goal? I haven't really seen it, and I definitely didn't see it against New York. Yeah. Um, I was just bored out of my mind with his movement against New York. I haven't seen a whole lot of um, analysis suggesting that he was, he's very good. So even with my layman's viewpoint... Yeah. It seems like the analysts who know what they're talking about um, seem to agree for the most part. Yeah. With that said, uh, shifting gears slightly, Adrian Heath went out of his way after that game to throw the players under the bus, um, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. You know, and it, same individual on Twitter that I got into the discussion with about Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, him and I were going back and forth about that as well. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I get it. What he said, I think, was completely valid. Uh, yes. The fact that there was no motivation to win. Yes. They were letting, they were waiting to be beaten. Lackluster yeah. is what they were. You know, I, I get it. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it was completely valid. But at the same time, is it productive? Is it useful in getting the team to actually play? I mean, he, he did the hashtag Heath out. And I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to go that Heath far. Heath out already? <laughs> Man. I mean, he's English. You know, the English tend to be a little blunt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, in the heat of the moment at the end of a game, you have a tendency when your team looked as poor as we did mm-hmm. to maybe say some things that 10 minutes later you're going to think, yeah, maybe I should have said that. Yeah. Was it valid? Yes. Was it necessary? Probably not. No. I'm sure he's had conversations with the team. Sure, sure. With those specific players that he was referring to, because luckily he didn't actually state who he was yeah. talking about. I'm sure he's had discussions, and it, it might happen again, and it might not. But it was said. Yes. Move on. And it, there are certain uh, there are certain players I know in professional sports who will look at some uh, a manager or coach saying something like that, and they will pick their game up. And there's also right. certain players in sports who the manager says something like that, and they totally just shut down. They're just like, "What? Well, that was cool. You don't, you don't bring it out in the press that you think we sucked. Right. You know? So it depends on your team. And if, if, if that gets the team motivated, that's great. If it doesn't get the team motivated, then you're kind of going down a slippery slope of what are you going to do next? You know, are you going to keep doing this every, every week that we have a bad game, throwing them underneath the bus? Or are you going to start, you know, praising the ones that need to be praised and, you know, hammering the ones that need to be hammered? Every, Everybody on that team has a different personality, and you've got to figure out a way to get to every person on that team. I've seen so many professional sports where a coach or manager can't get through to a certain player, and all of a sudden it just turns into a train wreck, and that player is either traded or released, or that coach is traded or released because they just couldn't handle the situation right. right. You know, and then that player gets a new coach, and all of a sudden he's doing well because that coach knows how to reach him. Right. You know, and hopefully Adrian Heath doing this reached most of the team. Right. That's what we hope. Right. But we'll see today, if they don't play better today, then we know that that didn't work. So what else is going to do? Well, you know, and with that, uh, piggybacking that a little bit, it's interesting that we have to play Atlanta today. Yes. Because Atlanta's a really good team. They are. So I say, you know, if they don't play well today, is it because of Heath's comments or is it because it's just Atlanta? Yeah. And on top of that, I think a lot of us remember the last time Atlanta came to town. Yes, we did. It was not a pleasant experience. No. Uh, you know, I mean, this, the weather and the game. And so, you know, you sit there, and it, I, I was thinking about that myself. I'm like, well, what if they don't turn in a good performance today? Well, is that reflective of Heath's coaching methods, their lack of response, positive response, mm-hmm. to his statements last week? Or is it just because Atlanta's damn good? Yeah, I mean, we, um, we talked about it last week. It's They built their team through international players, using right. that money, getting some big you know, studs into their lineup to be good right away. Right. And they are good right away. You know? And the only thing I think we have going for us today is the fact that it's, gonna, it's cold. I don't, if, if people, I'm sure a lot of people here listening to this podcast are from Minnesota, so you know that we got snow and it's going to be cold today. If you're listening from an outstate, we got some snow last night. It's going to be, the wind chills are going to probably be in the teens, I think, by uh, game time. Game time, yeah, probably. So, I mean, Atlanta's not, Atlanta plays indoors. So, I mean, they're not used to it. Um, our guys, I think, are used to it because we do play outdoors in the beginning and the end of the season. So, I mean, we're a little bit used to it. But I think the weather's going to be a big factor today. Yeah, I think it will be too. The nice thing is, is we have, on my wish list for starting lineup, mm-hmm. we have a Minnesotan. We have a Scandinavian. Yep. We have an Englishman. Mm-hmm. We have a Swiss guy. Yep. All of those guys. All those are guys. At least, yeah. at least some cold. Yeah. Um, of course, the other half are not at all. <laughs> but think about but think about Atlanta's lineup. They've got how many guys are from like the down you know Dominicans and like uh, down South America. Uh, I think most I of their bet. I think most of their starting lineup is from South America, isn't it? Or the Caribbean countries? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Gressel's the only... He's European. What, yeah. German, right? It's German. Parkhurst in defense. Uh, he's from the U.S. I can't think of where. And then Laurentowitz. I'm actually not sure where he's from. But yeah, everybody else. Everybody is, else is from is that area. area. 
So, Latin, South America. Now, here, I'm going to ask you a question, Dave, because Dave's going to the games tonight. I'm not. Um, how pissed off are you going to be if you have to sit through this game? Wind chills in the teens, crappy weather, and they put, put out a lackluster effort. I mean, if they totally just kind of lay down for Atlanta. If it's just like last year? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's, uh, a cold, it's a cold day, so yeah. you want to see them play hard. Yeah, I'll be pretty pissed if yeah. it's if it's like last year for sure. Yeah, uh, because I don't think I don't think that team exists anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the idea that they would do the exact same performance, yeah, would be would piss me off. And I, um, if they lose, I won't I won't be that. Pissed. Yeah, I mean I'll be disappointed. But you be I mean here's here's my deal with going to games like this. You are choosing to spend a night. Out in the cold. Okay. Usually when you go to a game, soccer, anything outdoors, right? If it's a nice day and you get to spend a nice day out in the sun, right. having a cold beverage, watching your team, if they lose, at least part of the day was good because you got to spend it outside right. hanging out. These types of games, though, if your team loses, like, bad, it's a double whammy because you spent all that uh, two hours in the cold right. and then you watch them lose. Right. So you feel even worse after a loss like this, I would say. Yeah, you know, I, I'd agree with that. You know, it's last year at 6-1, the fact that it was the first ever game mm-hmm. at home made up for it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was it was prototypical Minnesota weather. Yeah. And it, and you kind of got over the fact that they sucked as bad as they did. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, th- I guess that's true. You know, I've, I've gone to one Packer game at Lambeau Field that was late December, mm-hmm. and I don't even remember if they won. Yeah, um, it, w- it was a long time ago, but the the, the sense that it, w- it was Reggie White's last game. Yeah. So, again, the circumstances were a situation where it was cold, it was freezing. I remember mm-hmm. that. But the circumstances of the fact that it was one of their best players ever yep. retiring into his last game. It was snowy, so it's a snowy Lambeau Field. Yep. Yeah. To the point where I don't even remember what happened. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you. If it's if I go out in the cold and, it, you know, it's windy and I have to listen to John wine. Um, <laughs> That's one of the reasons I'm not going tonight. Well, I have dinner plans tonight, but another reason I'm not going is because I knew Johnny was going to go. And I don't want to listen to him whine in the cold while we're watching this team get their butts kicked. Right. You know? Plus, drinking beer out in the cold, it's kind of like a, it's not that fun, really. It's, it's just not a good time. Yeah, you know, that, that reminds me of uh, John and I were actually just talking about this uh, last night. Where last year, we went to Surly's pregame. Yeah. And, it, and we're standing outside. Yeah. And they've got these fire things set up. Yeah, the fire pits here. All of a sudden, we look down, and our cups of beer have ice in them. <laughs> yep, yep. And we're just like, my God, we're going to a soccer game. <laughs> you weren't drinking it fast enough. That's the problem. Oh, apparently. Oh. <laughs> um, and, it, and so, exactly, you know, beer is much better when it's warm. Yes. I mean, when the weather is warm. Well, yeah. I like warm beer, too, actually. Tepid, I believe, is mm-hmm. what the Brits call it. But, yeah, cold beer on a cold day. Yeah, not good for it. Yeah, it's not a good mixture. And I should, I should mention, because I didn't mention it before, yep. we are doing this podcast from Omni Brewing in Maple Grove. They have graciously let us use their barrel room to uh, tape this podcast on a Saturday afternoon, which is very nice of them. Um, they have a beer called Lunacy, which, you know, that's our podcast name. So, it, it could become our sponsor beer, right? Yeah, it could become our sponsor. Uh, beer. It, however, it's eight percent alcohol, which yeah, it'll kill you. I mean, after like two, I mean, you're which you're dead. Yeah, I mean, unless you've got food in your stomach, yeah, probably not yeah. A good idea. And they have. Um, I've been coming to Omni ever since they opened. I really love this brewery. They have some great stuff. They have this. Uh, they have this raspberry milkshake IPA, which sounds gross when you think about it but it it could be like when you when you pour it it looks cloudy and it looks kind of like dingy but it tastes so fantastic so i haven't had that one it's good if you can find it the the shantytown brown but you're having, right now. Notch. I'm having yeah. that right now and i have their hyphen wisen and uh, i love their hyphen wisen here they have a lake day uh, they've got all these great beers here their um their brewery is fantastic small uh, intimate place. Uh, you can bring your dogs here if you want to do that. Which yeah. there's one here. There's one here. You've heard the barking. 
Um, they've got a nice outdoor patio. They've got food trucks here. They've been, uh, ever since I brought it up to them that we'd like to do a podcast in here, they've been to- so kind to us saying, hey, just come on in, do it. We love you. You know, come in, come in and do a podcast. You know, no big deal. Yeah, that's so. pretty great. Yeah. When it, we came up with the idea to do a podcast from a brewery, I kind of thought that maybe it wouldn't work out. Like, they'd maybe just be like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then it would never happen. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's really great. We'd like to do this at some other breweries, too, around the Northwest Metro. And like I said last time, I kind of get this idea from Gleaming and the Geek. They do their podcast from breweries and restaurants in the Minneapolis area. Um, again, they have a much higher listenership than we do at this point. I mean, I think they're in the tens of thousands of downloads. We're, we're not there yet. Yes. So We, we had over five. That's yeah, we had over five. five. Yeah. Um, so we are, I think, I think our deal is we're going to try to hit the north and northwest metro in terms of breweries and other places we could possibly go. Yeah. And, you know, it... You know, sometimes it'll be at Dave's house, you know, sometimes it might be at my house, but I think more often than not, we're going to try to get out to these places and, you know, do it from different spots. Yeah. But we are going to do this podcast, we decided, every two weeks. It's just, it, 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 at this point, when we're just starting out, it's tough to do it every week. Both Dave and I have families. I've got two girls. Dave's got a little girl. Our time is not... <laughs> Time is not ours at this point in our lives, yeah, yeah. you know, and so we have to figure out when we can take two hours out of a weekend to do it. So, yeah. luckily, it worked out this Saturday with Easter being tomorrow. You know, hopefully, we, uh, hopefully, this podcast kind of picks up steam and we start doing it once a week. You know, yeah. get enough viewers or enough listeners, I should say. Yeah. So, going into this week's game, uh, we're playing Atlanta today. Time, game time is what? Is it three? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. It's a night game. Yes. So not only is it a cold game, the sun won't even be out. Nope. So you can't get the sun to warm you up. Exactly. Seven o'clock, the lights are going to come on, the, the field's going to be cold. Everything, I mean, do you think there'll be, you think there's going to be a lot of people who didn't, aren't coming to this game because it's going to be so cold? I mean, what do you think the attendance you know, is going to be like? So tonight? I think they're going to announce a sellout. Well, of course uh, they're going to announce a sellout. It did. It sold out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have a feeling the stands would be much yeah. emptier than a sellout. Yeah. I, well, I take, take that back. Every, everybody last year yeah. knew the weather, yeah. and they still came out. But it was the first game. That's true. It was the first yeah. game. And now we're coming off a 3-0 loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I think uh, if I were to bet, I'll say it's like 18,000. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know the dark clouds will all be there. Right. Because they're always. I mean, yes. that doesn't matter what the weather is. It could be a flipping tornado. Yes, and, and the dark clouds would be out there doing their chants and yes. things because they are they are some crazy fans, and I I respect those guys immensely for all they do. Yeah, but I I don't know if I could get that far into being a fan of a team. I I totally respect them. I do, but I, I myself I couldn't be a dark right. cloud. There's no way I could. You know. Yeah, you know I think I, I I'm a member of American Outlaws. Yeah, and um, you know in that situation. I'm okay with it. You know, I go to maybe, I don't know, one national team game every couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And and so, you know, standing in the supporter section, all yeah. game, chanting, singing, um, you know, that's 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 pretty, it, it's pretty easy to do. But yeah. doing that 17 games yeah. a season, yeah. I, I just would not be able to do that. No. no and, and, yeah, more power to them. It's fantastic. They're... They, they bring a lot of energy. Um, we should probably mention True North Elite. Yes, they are and good. I think we have the record for most supporter groups because there's the, oh, there's like a, the Pioneers, there's the, there's the uh, Fists of North. Ooh, which Fists of North? They're like the ultra group. Um, there's the Red Moons, the Communist group. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there are more. Okay. I don't remember what they are. I want to apologize for the music in here. Somehow they turned the music on. So we're going to take a little break, grab another round of beers and see if we can get this, uh, music turned down in here. All right. We are back. Uh, We got our refills. Um, 
the doors have been opened here at Omni. We were in the back room. They've now opened the doors up all the way. So it might be a little more, I don't know, festive, if you want yeah. to call it. Yeah, festive. Festive, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I like that. Um, so, Dave, you want to talk about Atlanta a little bit? Yeah, so I, I kind of wanted to go over what we see on paper um, between these two teams. So if, if we look at the head-to-heads, yeah. they play twice, um, technically three times mm-hmm. in preseason. We've got a win for them, a win for us. Yeah. Of course, it was 6-1 to them, 3-2 to us. Uh, it was a stoppage time game winner for us. Yes. I mean, seriously, that was probably the most exciting game. It was, yeah. Of the season last Yes. Year. Big thing for that was it was their first loss at home. Yes, yes. And they only lost one more time. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big thing. Yeah. In terms of head-to-heads, I guess you could say, Atlanta's six points out of three games. Mm-hmm. Goal difference of a plus one because um, mm-hmm. they had that terrible – Thumping of 4-0 against Houston. Yep. And then Minnesota's got six points out of four games. Which isn't um, bad. Which isn't bad. No, better um, last year. Yeah. And it, they've got a goal difference of minus two, sadly. Yes. Obviously, Atlanta's the better side. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. <laughs> and you shouldn't. Yeah, you know, I think that's without question. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Martinez is going for the season record for most hat-tricks. He's wow. only one away, and it's... What, game number five? Yeah. That's I mean, ridiculous. Like, um, I can't even have. I can't even do a hat-trick on FIFA. I mean, on the lowest levels, I've done it a couple times. I've done it a couple times on the lowest levels, but it's like you, you pretty much have to be in position every time the ball yeah. is on your foot. In the box or outside the box, right around the, the goal, and you have to make a you have to make a good shot. Yeah, you know. Agree. And how many how many I, I mean how many um, how would I put it how many opportunities does he get a game? Ten maybe? You think he gets um, ten opportunities in the game? I wish. Damn, that would have been a good stat. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, um, I'd love to see a how many opportunities he gets a game and how many opportunities that a guy like Ramirez gets during a game. I think I had mentioned last episode yeah. that Atlanta is not a terribly efficient team. Yeah. yeah. Last game they had something like twelve shots, mm-hmm. and only three of them were on goal. Okay. But now all three went in. Yes. So it's it's one of those things where. Well, how many shots were on target though? Was it twelve shots on target, or were the no, three goals the ones on target? I think all all shots on target were. <laughs> Dave's trying to look stuff up and he's not connected to the internet because he doesn't. He's not at home. There's there's Wi-Fi, but we're not at home. Wow. That was... <laughs> that was bad. It's called a senior moment, Dave. Yeah. We are getting older, you know. It's true, we are. <laughs> so, they haven't been terribly efficient. Mm-hmm. And so I would not be shocked if well, it's not spectacular. Yeah, um, I don't think that... Well, like I said, I'd love to see what Ramirez is, what opportunities he has had. And which ones he's taken or passed off on. You know? Is that? Oh, right, yeah. Because that would tell me if he's either scared, <laughs> maybe, right. to make some shots. I mean, it could be. I mean, you do, get, you do get forward sometimes who become kind of a little bit, you know, scared to take a shot because they're like, well, is this a good opportunity for me to take a shot? Or is it not? They pass it up. Right. I see this in basketball all the time. Ricky Rubio was the worst at this. He'd pass up shots to give it to somebody else to make a shot. Now, he wasn't the best scorer in the world. His jump shot totally sucked. But he would pass up a lot of shots. I've also seen guys like Carl Anthony Towns, when he first started out in the league, he did the same thing. He'd pass up shots because he was afraid to take that responsibility for putting it in the hoop. Sure. You know, So I think sometimes forwards in soccer probably go through the same thing, where they're, they're trying to set up a shot for another guy because you think, well... If I take the shot and if it doesn't go in, then I'm going to get, you know, hell for that. But if right. I'm going to pass it out to this guy and he makes the shot, well, then I get, I'm, it's good because I assisted on it. So, you know, it works for me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, quick pause. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that I've had Omni Sweetness mm-hmm. uh, Nitro Stout. 
really, really fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Aside from the team's efficiency, yes. Martinez is incredible. Yeah. He's got four goals. Mm-hmm. He's got five shots on goal. Okay. So he's four for five. Four for five. On shots on goal. And on top of that, he's only had eight shots. That only dude eight. is efficient. Yeah, he's taken the shots that he... But, again, I would love to see how many opportunities he has. Because has he had... Right. Has he had 20 opportunities to take shots? And then he's given those up? Well, you know... And, he, if, that's, and if that's the case, you know what that's telling me? Is this guy is super smart then. He has no assists, so... Well... He at least hasn't participated in a goal. But maybe he's passing the ball back out because he can't get a shot. And maybe he's that smart where he knows. Like, he sees the field. I mean, he sees it, you know, for what it is, you know. And, you know, and really we we talked about this already, but that's kind of what I want to see in in a forward. Yeah. You know, if maybe, maybe Christian Ramirez should be a number 10. Yeah. I mean, maybe he feels more comfortable being in a role where his primary function is participating in the attack. Yeah, just setting it up. In, in that case, fantastic for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, maybe that's a role that he, he would be good in. But who would he put the 11 in? Well, right, and who would he take out? Yeah, who would he take out? Well, who would he take out at the, you know, at the 10 to put Ramirez in, and then I who would he put the 11 in, in theory, currently our number 10 is Ibarra. Well, the move Ibarra then. Right. Because here's the thing, okay, we talked about this last podcast. Ibarra and Ramirez for the United before they were the United. Right. In the, uh, what was it called? NASL. NASL. They worked together so flipping well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those two were like, they were like a team, like the best teammates. Right. They fed off each other. We get to the to MLS, and it's almost like they lost that. Right. It's almost like they just, you know, they're not, just not clicking together. You know. And it, this is going to sound interesting. I was reminded of this a couple weeks ago. The reason why I think that they do not play, that they're not playing well together, mm-hmm. it's the entire fault, the entire mm-hmm. blame, lies on Jurgen Klinsmann. Really? Because. Now, hold on a second. Now, let's preface this before. You're now going to make a statement about Jurgen Klinsmann. So you realize that after this podcast is edited and put out online and John listens to it, he will now call you and say, whoa, 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 whoa. You should always blame the journalist. <laughs> let's not go that far. Let's not rile him up, okay? I got a call from him last when we did the podcast. I got a call from him right away after you listened to it talking about the Oregon Trail game at Target that I said, hey, great idea. But I would never buy something like that because yeah. $25 for a game I'm going to play once and then I'm going to put it away and I can play it online if I want to. You know? I, I, then he calls me and, ta- and then he says, oh, you're talking about Germany. And blah, blah. I'm like, going, okay, you know what? Let's just not. And now you're going to do it again. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a phone call. Okay, so go ahead with your Jurgen Klinsmann. Why? So, yeah. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. that, that year, that was 20, 2014. Yeah. Ibar was basically playing in the role that he played against New York and Chicago. Yes. So the number 10 spot, basically. Yes. And him and Christian were racking up the assist goals. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, fantastic partnership. Yeah. Jurgen sees this, or somebody saw it, mm-hmm. called it, called Ibarra up to the national team. Yep. He was put into the national team as a left winger. From that point, that is what he has played. Yeah. Even when he went down to, went down to Club Leon and... Liga MX. Yeah. Even though his first year was actually pretty solid mm-hmm. until they changed managers, that's that's where he was. Yeah. He comes back to MLS, to MLS, I should say, mm-hmm. back to Minnesota, and he's played as a left winger. Yeah. And he did not look good last year. No. I If I were to be given the option, every single time I would pick Sam Nicholson over Miguel Ibarra. Yeah. This year, again, left winger. Yes. Until Kevin Molino gets injured. Yes. And it, Adrian Heath says, well, obviously, he's our next best guy. Yep. So we've got to put him into the number 10. Yes. Where he was three years ago, four yeah. years ago. Yeah. And look, yeah, he looks He looks, looks better. He looks better. Yeah. So you're and saying this is all Quinsby's fault? This is literally all Jurgen Quinsby's fault. <laughs> I, and it, 
understand. I actually like Jurgen Klinsmann. Yeah. I think he got a raw rap on the whole U.S. national team thing. I kind of wish they'd have given him maybe one more year. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, he's the one that played him at left wing. And um, mm-hmm. from that point forward, it was his bad. It. Yeah. And, it, and if people don't know, he went to Club Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, had a had a pretty solid first season. They they have a weird Liga MX has weird. They have the Apertura and the yeah something else. But he's he didn't did he start many games? Um, I don't know that he started a ton, but he yeah. played pretty. He well. played, but he didn't yeah. start. And it, and then they went and got a new manager, mm-hmm. and that new manager had no interest in him. Yeah, and he sat on the bench for a year. Yeah, and which was Minnesota, terrible for his development. Yeah, he sat on the bench. Here's a young guy, right? Yeah. NASL. They ship him off because they think, well, maybe he's going to get more better competition playing time yeah. down in, in Leon. He does well the first year, and then he sits on the bench the second year. And when he sat on the bench the second year, I was, I, you know, I was tracking him because I like the guy so much. I was like, I was watching to see. He wasn't playing at all. I'm going, there's one year of his development that's totally screwed. Right. It's gone. You know? And then we get him back here. And it's like, well, he lost a year. Yep. You know? I think it had a lot to do with why... He couldn't get back into the starting lineup yeah. um, right away last season. You know, he played he played more toward the end of the season. But again, this season, Keith had, didn't appear mm-hmm. to have any interest to play him. Yeah. Until Molina Until went, went down. So, again, it was all your Klinsman's fault. It's Klinsman's fault. It is. So let's put it on the list of how many Blaine things we can. I think that's number, what, the 122 uh, things we can blame Jurgen Klinsman for? <laughs> You think of it, you can blame. Her. I mean, you can blame like MLS's problems on Yuri yeah. Klinsman because I again, I like Yuri Klinsman. I think he got a. You're right. He got a bad rap with USA Soccer. I don't think the pipeline. It's almost like it's dried up now. It, I mean, I'm not seeing the big. You know, I'm not seeing the Elisadors or the uh, those types of guys coming through right now. You know, there. I think we're on the verge. Mm-hmm. So the next World Cup will be 2022. Yep. I think we're on the verge of our golden era. You think so? I think we are. Now, I have a feeling we'll also squander that. Oh. Like the English did. Yeah. Oh. The English had Lampard and Mm -hmm. Gerard in midfield. Yep. And they were in their, you know, mid-20s. Yeah. And they had... Uh, Ferdinand in defense. Was it Rooney on that team too? Rooney at striker. Rooney the striker, yeah. I mean, that was... And Beckham was, Beckham was there. It was 2006. Beckham there too? Or is was there? probably there... They were the most set. Yeah. They had the and most superstars. They it. Yeah, they did. They completely squandered a golden era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So whether or not we take advantage of yeah, will be left to be seen. But I think maybe this year will be a little up and down because we won't have a new manager until after the World Cup. Yeah. But 2019 mm-hmm. to 2022, I think we could be in a interesting stage. Now, right now, is Bruce Bruce Arenas is back, right? No, he's out. Well, who's who's? It's Sarachin. Okay, okay. But and Arenas was back. I said for, his name right. Arenas was back for a little bit though, wasn't he? Yeah. They brought him back for. He, he was back in the January camp. Okay, yeah. He was not called up for the March oh, yeah. camp. Okay. Well, the issue with Sarech, and, and again, I apologize if I'm not saying his name correct, is he is the assistant to Bruce Arena. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's basically Bruce Arena. Okay, it's Bruce Arena. Um, and, it, you know, he's just here for a caretaker. Well, <laughs> nothing's expected of him at all. I, rec- I mean, you probably recall when they got Jurgen Klinsmann. And it was a huge coup. It was like, oh, yeah. holy shnikes, we got this German, this great German player is going to be our coach now, yep. and he's going to bring us to the promised land, and everything was going to happen, right? But we found, I think what we found out with Jurgen is that his way of doing things didn't mesh with <laughs> everybody else's way of doing things. Yeah. Like, he wanted, he wanted to do some pretty, he wanted to do the youth movement, and he was always at the U.S. Soccer League and all the United States saying, hey, we need more camps. We need people like, we need a pipeline of right. the stuff. And they were just like, yeah, Jurgen, whatever. This isn't Germany. We don't do it the German way. 
we do it the American way, which is, well, we pluck guys from different spots and you get what you get. You know, there is no pipeline of, there's, you know, we have, here we have college soccer, we have uh, youth teams, we've got, you know, semi-pro, we got all these different things. In Germany, you know, they have, like, they filter them in. You know, they get them into their youth leagues and they find the best ones and they just kind of go with it. In the United States, we don't do that. I mean, we kind of do, but we don't. You know, there's no, like, real, like, funnel of talent that can come up and rise to the top, you know? Exactly. On top of that, their pipeline is maybe one of the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and further on top of that is it mm-hmm. includes Americans. Yeah, so it does. Yeah, it does. He, he was one of those people who said, you know, I'm tired of Major League Soccer. Mm-hmm. He was the first head coach of the national team to basically say that Major League Soccer sucks. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want my national team players playing playing in Major League Soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to be playing in Europe. And that was the biggest issue with uh, Clint Dempsey. He mm-hmm. was kind of he was kind of put on the back burner. Yes. Because he came back to the U.S. He did. And then Michael Bradley came back to the U.S. Oh, they signed they they signed sweetheart. I mean, deals yeah. with these teams to come back to us. And MLS needed that. Oh, definitely. They needed the star power. Without, they needed the star. Doubt. I mean, you had to have that star power to make MLS like a better league. Right. You know, and what do you? I can understand Clint's been concerned about guys playing MLS, but the same token, you cannot take those stars and shove them back in Europe because MLS would die. Right. You know, you'd have no drawing power whatsoever. Exactly. You know, and, and that's the interesting little balance between national team, the, the federation, mm-hmm. and, and the domestic league. Mm-hmm. You know, countries like Colombia and Brazil, yeah. they've figured it out. Yeah, they have. Because, yeah. honestly, their domestic leagues aren't fantastic. No, they're not at all. But they produce amazing players. They, they produce but they amazing players. They, they do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and that's okay. Um, they've figured out that balance to mm-hmm. to generate. They, they kind of develop and grow their players yeah. domestically. Yeah. And it, as soon as they're good, they head off go to Europe. Europe and yep. You never oh. see them. Again. Yeah. But um, again, this. I mean, you're talking about Brazil and stuff. But what other sports does? Brazil have soccer and some basketball that's about it okay in the United States the MLS is dealing with NFL NHL NBA and MLB right they are the they are the fifth fifth wheel here I mean they are they are way down the list so if you don't have superstars you cannot compete with MLB and NFL you can't do it in Brazil you can because that's all they that's all they have you know you look at um, you look at baseball in Japan, right? Right. That's all they pretty much. That's all they have in Japan. They can get away with not having superstars in Japan. They create their own yeah. superstars. But when these guys go and leave and come to the United States, it's no big deal to them, you know, because it's baseball. That's all they got. Right. Here, you can't do that. Yeah, you know that's a good point. I never thought about that with South America in general. Yeah. Because even, even if you go to England, yeah. you've got soccer, mm-hmm. you've got rugby, rugby, you've got cricket. Cricket, yeah. Um, basketball's become, becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. You go to Spain, basketball's very popular. Yeah, basketball in yeah, Spain, Italy's basketball um, popular, Portugal. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Latin America, South America, it is, well, Latin America, baseball starts getting old. South America, though. Well, Latin America, yeah, baseball in Latin America, yes. Yeah. Huge. But South America, it's really no, just soccer. Just soccer. So you can do that. You can get guys from Brazil who grow, and then European teams take them, and they just refill it, and they go, well, we have nothing else to watch or be proud of you know, around here. So, I mean, I, I, this, we're going to watch soccer. Regardless of how bad the talent is, this is what we do, you know? And, and you know, that, that kind of builds on the ability to spend money to develop mm-hmm. talent. Because if you only really have one sport, yeah. um, advertisers can put all their money put into, into one sport. The one exactly sport. right. Exactly right. And so that sport gets a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I wish Major League Soccer would be a little bit more open with how they or how much 
their TV deals are mm -hmm. and their sponsorships are. Because it, it'd be interesting to know how much is Target paying to have yeah. their logo on. Well, they got paying. I mean, if you think about it, Major League Soccer is the only sport in the United States where you can have a jersey sponsorship. Now, NBA is doing it. Uh, WNBA does. And WNBA. But NBA is also doing it. Yep. They have a small patch that they do. Right. But Major League Soccer is the one with the big patch. Right. So that's where they get their sponsorship money from. So a uh, company like Target doing it, it's, it's a no-brainer. I mean, right. we're going to put it on jersey. It's going to be a big Target in the middle of the damn thing. It's yeah. like people are going to think of Target, you know, right? Yeah. Other sports, you got to be a little more creative with your advertising, you know? I mean, you drop some beer on yourself? Man, we're not even done with the podcast and Dave's dropping beer and stuff. <laughs> But I mean, advertising money uh, in terms of MLS, I would, I, again, I, like you said, I would like to see where they spend that money right. and see how they're doing it. Now, MLS doesn't have, do they have a beer sponsor? Heineken. Heineken's a beer sponsor. Okay. See, I didn't know that. And that's, that's interesting because I know, like, the beer sponsors for NFL, you know, Bud right. and, you know, NBA, I don't know if they have a beer sponsor. MLB, depends on the team. Yeah. But... MLS's advertising has to be a little different in terms of what the other major leagues do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, in fact, the only reason I know that's Heineken mm -hmm. is because they just renewed their deal. Do they serve Heineken at, uh, at uh, Target or uh, was it uh, TCF Bank? I thought about that when I read the article. Mm -hmm. I don't think they do. I don't think they do either. Other than Budweiser, yeah. I don't think there's any major macro. Yeah. I mean, you see Summit. And there should, you know, really, there shouldn't be. Right. Because Minneapolis is a craft beer town. Right. And every stadium should have a bunch of craft beer. Exactly. That's the way it should be. Target Field, fantastic amount of craft beers. I mean, I go to Target Field, Twins games, that spend a lot of money, but I get craft beers at the Wazoo. When you go to the Dome, no craft beers. Right. It was Bud Light, Miller Light. They might have some, uh, what do they have? Michelob, uh, that's a good craft Michelob, beer. Uh, they had, uh, what's it called? Uh, premium. They had premium. <laughs> premium. Grain Belt. Yeah. Which I always thought was interesting. But yeah, I don't think at the new stadium for the United, I got a feeling there's going to be a... So interesting. Yeah. If I had the ability to pull it up on my computer, mm -hmm. I suppose I could do a hotspot. But Dr. McGuire, the mm -hmm. principal owner... Yes. Recently talked to MLS about the beer selection at yeah. Allianz Field. Yeah. They're going to have a huge tap room. Really? That's going to actually open. There's going to be garage doors that open nice. up into the field. Now, is that going to be a tap room that's going to be like for certain ticket holders? Or is it going to be open no, to everybody? Every Wow. It's literally, you're going to be wow. able to go there, get a beer, and just stand there. That's where I'll be. They have an upper deck that you're going to be able to go up to. That's where I'll be hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, and so it turns out they're gonna have they're aiming for ninety six taps. What? Ninety six different taps of craft beer? This is that's amazing. Yeah, I'll be there. I mean, that's gonna be like the yard house or something. See stadium. now, we went to a soccer game in Chicago years ago. Me and uh, Johnny and Dave and Nels went down there, um, and they had at that point they had the Bud Light party uh, oh, sure. end zone. What yep. it was, and it was the coolest thing. So you paid. A certain amount of money for this end zone ticket, and they had seats down there. But then they had this, like open area in the back, and you got like two free Bud Lights. But then they had like bags, and they had other things going out there. It was a cool place to kind of hang out and party, and then watch the game at the same time. Now they don't do that anymore, and I'm like, why don't you get rid of that? You know, yeah. why don't you why don't you get Goose Island? Goose Island is in Chicago. Get Goose Island to sponsor it. Get some Goose Island beers up in there and do it. You know, I think teams. More teams, and I don't know if they do or not, have to be involved with their craft beer, you know, wherever they're at. I don't know if Atlanta has a huge craft beer, you know. I know Minnesota does. I know Chicago does. Yeah. And I know KC does. Yep. Seattle, of course, does. I'm sure Portland does. You hope so. Yeah. So, I mean, I would hope those are all involved. But if you're telling me that they are going to have 96 taps of craft beer, I mean, think how many brewers we have in this town. Is every brewery going to have one tap? Or are we going to do, like, Surly's going to have six taps, Summit's going to have six taps, and then, uh, you know, then we're going to do, like, two taps from a bunch of different right. ones, you know? Yeah, I, when I read that, I was like, way to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I mean, I think it's it's, it's pretty cool. I don't picture Atlanta being a hot house. No. Hotbed of a no. beer. No. They could but, I don't know. I've yeah, never been there. I don't I've know. Never, ever been there. Never had a craft beer from Atlanta. But, I have to research that for the next podcast. Yeah. It's inter- I mean, it's interesting now with the explosion of craft beers in the United States, how teams are getting on board yeah. with those beer sponsors. And what are the macro brewers doing about it? They're not doing much. Right. They're not doing much pushback on it because I think if you took away the micro brews from those stadiums, I think a lot of fans would be like, well, this is, I'm not going to buy beer here. This is stupid. I'm going to go to a brewery down the street from the stadium before the game, drink a couple beers, and come in here. I'm not going to spend any money on beers. Right. I might have one Bud Light. That's it. You know? I mean, I know I would not. No. Under any circumstances, go to a soccer game mm-hmm. and spend eight bucks or Bud Light. I only drink. I only drink. I only drink craft beers at soccer games. Yeah. I drink the uh, the surly. Uh, what's the one? Uh, the Loon. The Rising North. The Rising North one. I drink that. I drink any surlies they have there because surlies like right down the street. Right. That's another thing too. Is be interesting. Next year when the new stadium, will surly still be? as into soccer as they are now because they're right down the street. It was a perfect combination for them to do their things there and do the little march down the street. And now what are you going to do? You're gonna, you do you do this sort of thing and they're going to get on the light rail and do the march on the light, <laughs> light rail march? You know? I mean, you know, the Metro Transit would love that. Oh, of course <laughs> they would. Bunch of drunk people on the light rail. From... You know, that'll be interesting. I, there aren't any breweries over that direction. Mm-mm. Well, there's a lot in St. Paul, just yeah. not right by there. Right. I have a feeling that Surly was savvy enough yeah. to say, ooh, we develop a beer. Yes. Specifically for the team. Smart. It's seasonal. Smart. It's, it's not too Surly-esque. No. Like, it's pretty drinkable It's drinkable. It's drinkable, yeah. And get in on that yes. bandwagon before. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. I would bet that the light rail will be full of half drunk yes. supporter group oh, yeah. members. Well, and then the other thing, too, Surly's got going for him is well, right now, after the game is over, you can go back to Surly. Right. And if, on the light rail, you can take the light rail back because your car's going to be over by Surly. You take the light rail back, you're going to have another beer at Surly. You know? See, if I were Surly, mm-hmm. I would find land right next to it Yeah. and build a big parking lot. Yeah. And, well, that kind of supports drunk well, not necessarily, because uh, you're making it accessible to the light rail, and park would be cheaper. You got to make some sweet deals for some DDs. Yeah, yeah. Which I think they do. They get free drinks. I they get a free. They get a free uh, pop. That'd be quality. You, you get 500 parking spots. Yeah, yeah. You convince people to do the pregame. Yeah. Get on the walk the block or whatever it is mm-hmm. to the light rail. Take it down to the stadium. Yeah. Bring it back. If they score within the first, what is it, five minutes, six minutes? Yes. It's a free beer. Free beer, that's early. There you go. Otherwise, you can drown your sorrows or, mm-hmm. you know, have fun with the win. Yes. Hopefully have a DD who can get yeah, in the yeah, car exactly. with you. Or you take an Uber. Or Uber, yes. Or Uber it, you know. Sure. That, that would be, that'd be a good idea. I, I have a feeling Surly won't go away. No, and I think that in this day and age with a lot of Ubers, I don't even know if you need that many parking spots. I think a lot of people just Uber at the Surly and be like, okay, we're going to Surly, we're going to drink here, we get a light rail, light rail over, light rail back. Or at the stadium you say, well, I'm going to Uber it to some breweries in St. Paul, and then Uber it back to wherever I'm going. Right. You know. on, the, on the note of Uber, mm-hmm. I, I personally hate You hate Uber? Um, I used to love okay. it. That's all I used. And the first game of the season, mm-hmm. decided to go down to Brits for, yeah. for the game. Yep. So I schedule Uber. Yeah. And now I, I live out in Brooklyn Park, you know, mm-hmm. it's 18 miles down to... What was it, 20 bucks? Something like that. No. Mm-hmm. It's like 22 bucks. Okay. I'm like, whatever. That's fine. And it, somebody accepts it. Mm-hmm. About three minutes later, oh, they can't. Oh, of course. I'm like, all right, so I schedule good. Somebody accepts it. Oh, five minutes later, they can't. What the heck's going on? So I do it again. Mm-hmm. And it was somebody different. All three were different. Yep. And they accepted it and canceled it almost immediately. Why? And so I was like, well, I'm not going to drive down. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. pay for parking. Yeah. I, I'm not going to drive home with a bunch of alcohol in my system. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I downloaded Lyft. Okay. And it right away, downloaded it, set it up. Someone accepted, and they picked me up. They were there, yeah. I like those ride services. Mm-hmm. But when you're out 
away when you live in the suburbs. Yeah. And it, I mean, Brooklyn Park's what? Maybe second tier? Yeah, second tier. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard to get it. No. Shouldn't. Or, or live. It's too bad. I mean, I think I spent 39 40 bucks for the round trip. It's not bad. I mean, it's cheaper than a DUI. Well, it's cheaper than, and it's cheaper than a taxi. Right. Because I've Ubered it. Now, I've had a bad, two bad Uber experiences. One was a guy said he picked me up, and he never did. Ended up charging me 15 bucks, which he never picked me up. And I had the same thing happen to me again. Like, guy said he picked me up, and it, well, he didn't pick me up. So, and then I had one Uber driver who I picked up late downtown Minneapolis to go back up to Otsego, where I live. And I get in the car, and he goes, five minutes on the ride, he goes, oh, you're going to Otsego? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I wouldn't have picked you up if I knew when you are going. I'm like going, you knew I was, that's, I put in where I was going. They know. You know where I'm going. You know, why would you, you know, you're making money. And then, of course, the bad thing was he got pulled over on the way to Otsego. <laughs> on 94, he was doing 80 in a 70. He gets pulled over at, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. Awesome. And he's pissed off, you know, because you figure how much did he make from my Uber ride. Maybe, I think it was like 30 bucks to get up there, which is cheap. Oh. Well, you figure he's going to get, what, $15 out of that, maybe. Oh. And then he gets a ticket for speeding, which is going to be like $110 or whatever the heck yeah. it is. So he, he's, he's mad, you know. He's never going out to see you again. He's done. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, it's Uber's great for times where you want to uh, have a couple and, you know, yeah. not worry about it, but yeah, whatever. Right. We're getting kind of the end of the podcast, guys. Do you have a player of the game from last week, Dave? And I, Dave and I talked about this before we started the podcast. And I said, maybe the player of the game should be all the fans who sat through two hours of them losing three to nothing. If I, if I didn't pick them, you know, I, I saw some bright spots Yeah. with uh, the rookies, Omsberg in, at center back and okay. uh, Manley at, at a right back. Mm-hmm. Maybe i pick one of them. Okay. Both of them. All right. I mean, yeah. you know, for the, for the situation they were throwing into, yeah. why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they didn't play terribly. I, I personally don't blame them for any of the goals. Okay. Yeah. One well, of those two. Those or two both. guys. Yeah. Before we go, we do have to make one announcement, and that is the signing of the big free agent. Darwin Quintero. Quintero, yeah. And so Dave and I were talking before we started the podcast about how the United put that out there. He's the biggest signing we ever had. Right. I mean, he is a huge free agent for this team. And what did the United do when they signed him, Dave? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, I sent you an email, right? <laughs> I mean, so he, he shows up. I mean, we all knew it was happening. Yeah, everybody knew. Um, shows up at the airport Wednesday night. Yeah. There's like 50 fans that showed up to welcome him. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, at least on Twitter, Yeah. there were pictures of him in a jersey. Okay. There was a picture I saw from one of the news agencies in town of his locker. Okay. Clearly showing his name and his training kit and yeah, yeah. jersey. Yeah. He trained yesterday with the team. Okay. And absolutely nothing. Well, I, and like I told you before we started the podcast, it would have been cool if they put together a highlight package of yeah. his greatest plays, when he, when he, where he was playing, and put it together and said, hey, this is the guy we're getting welcomed to United and everything. I mean, this is a huge signing. This is the biggest signing in United history. Yeah. yeah this is bigger than getting, you know, getting a bar back. And this is... A, this is a big player, a big-name player. And we did pretty much nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and I said that we, you know, we saw Ibrahimovic go to L.A. Yeah. And there was this huge media gathering. Of course there was. There was a big yeah. press conference. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's L.A. Yeah, it's LA. And obviously, it's Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just funny. I, I had on my notes for the, for the podcast, Quintero is official or not. Yeah. Nothing's been said. And, of course, right before we show up, they finally send out an email. Yes. And they finally post it on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just kind of like, okay, here he is. Yeah, we got a new guy. It, it's Minnesotan, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's it's what not. I, said. I think it's pretty Midwestern. Where's the fanfare? Yeah. I mean, you want to get people excited for the United? This is the type of guy you kind of get yeah. excited for. And there's a lot of people like myself. I've never seen the guy play. I know he's good, but I've never seen the guy. I don't know what he can do. I don't know his skill set. You know, if you want to get me excited for the guy, put out a highlight package, give me all his stats, right. what he did, 
and make it hu- make it huge, man. Make it a fantastic thing. So I'm excited about this right. thing, you know. And and speaking of which, anyone that listens should go and and check him out. Yeah. Because I spent I spent yesterday on YouTube watching some video of him. Yeah. My God, he's good. He's somebody that we do not have. Now, is he, what is he? What, is, what position does he play? So he's... Are we back I, to the... I laugh because he's a winger. Yeah, we're back to the winger Kind discussion. of a winger. Kind of a winger. Um, yeah. He plays, he plays the, uh, the most on the right. Okay. But he's, he's, a for, he's been a forward. He's played central midfield. Yeah. A lot of the highlights that I saw of him appeared to be a situation where he was coming from central midfield. Okay. Or he was a forward. Okay. But man, he has he has some speed, he has mm-hmm. some skill. I mean, his nickname is the scientist. And he just looks like he has something that Minnesota United has never had. Never had, yeah, yeah. There's one goal that I saw that he scored. He was in central midfield and he kind of drifted wide left. Mm-hmm. And he came back in on a pass and it it was probably twenty yards out. Wow. And he pinpointed the back post. Nice. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. And it was it was the top corner. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like it, it scooted across the ground. It no, was it was like top high corner, shot. back post. Yeah, yeah. We do not have that guy. No, we don't. Now, mind you, he comes with a little bit of an attitude, which is kind of interesting. Because he had his contract, I believe, terminated by really? Club America. Wow. Because he, he tried to hit a reporter. Whoops. On the sidelines. Whoops. With the ball. Whoops. I mean, so there, and this is out on YouTube too. You should check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he's quite a ways away. Yeah. And he just winds up and kicks the ball it. comes sailing over <laughs> and it nearly hits him. It's pretty <laughs> impressive. But so he's kind of got that, I don't know if he's quite bad boy. Yeah. Type, yeah, yeah. But he, he's a baller. Yeah. Which is good. not good. I wouldn't say is very typical of Minnesota. Good. Yeah. We need that. Yeah. It, it, it'll bring an interesting attitude to the team. Sadly, his visa is not set, so he can't play today. What? Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Although, so his name is the scientist, right? Yes. Sorry, my favorite nickname of all time is Pirlo, the architect. Oh yes. Because he yes, was the architect, man. And you're Italian. And I'm Italian. I love Pirlo. He's a, he was a good player. Oh, yeah. I wish I could have seen him in an MLS. I yeah. so wanted to go see those games, but. I like I love nicknames in sports. The scientist, the architect, you know. Batman, Superman. Batman, Superman. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm not a big Marvel fan. No. Or comic fan. DC. Yeah. DC is Batman, Superman. See, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a huge Marvel fan. They were they had their place. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's cool we get a guy with a nickname now. Yeah. I mean, Batman, Superman is kind of cool, but that's from that's from the NASL days. Right. So, an MLS, it really hasn't, I don't think it's really transferred to Well, a and lot. you know, I don't even know, maybe you do. Yeah. How did Ibarra get Batman? Because I think because the Batman thing was more of he's, okay, so he has a lot of tools, and he can, you know, kind of do a lot of different things. You know, Batman's the same way. Right. Batman is not a, an immortal. He's not, doesn't have super strength. But he's got a lot of tools, and he's very smart. And Ibarra, when he was playing that midfield position, he was a smart player. I mean, he could set guys up. He's kind of the, I'd say, if you look at the Batman-Superman kind of combo, Batman's kind of the right. assist guy. You know, he sets it up. Superman, of course, is because he's the guy who can fly. Right. And Ramirez, at that point, was flying. Right. And Ibarra was setting him up. You know? yeah. Do we have any other nicknames on the team? I don't think so. We might. I mean, maybe Dark Clouds or True North Elite have some nicknames. Yeah, yeah. I call uh, Max Kepler and the twins, I call him Das Wunderkind. Because that's the Wunderkind. And that's actually, Johnny will appreciate this. That is from, uh, there was a German wrestler named Alex Wright back in the WC, WCW days. It's a very American name. And he come, well, he come out and he dance. And Johnny loved this guy, right? And he was Das Wunderkind. He was German. So when Kepler got to the twins, I'm like... You're Das Wunderkind. You are the one. You're German Wunderkind. That's what you are. Sure, yeah. And so I was at Twins Fest a couple of weeks ago. Well, like two months ago. And I see I see uh, Kepler in the elevator, and I go, Das Wunderkind. And he looks at me like, Yeah, that's me. 
because he knew what I was saying, you know, oh, yeah. which is cool. So yeah. Quintero, you know, to kind of finalize this whole point, Quintero, when he gets a green card or visa, visa I should say, yeah. what role is he playing? Is he playing uh, winger? Is he playing? It depends on it depends on what Heath's mindset is. I think. Are we? Do we think that Heath goes far as saying Ramirez is sitting and Quintero's playing striker? Okay, so if I were to be, if yeah. I were Heath and yeah. I were to pick my lineup, yeah. Um, I would sit Ramirez. Yeah. Fifty percent of the time, I would yeah. sit Ramirez. Yeah. And play Quintero. Okay. The other fifty percent, I would sit Ibarra. Okay. That that's tough. Yeah, it is. You know, and I mean, being the designated player that he is. Yeah. Somebody is going to be unhappy with how he's playing. Of course they are. Because he's going to be playing. He I has mean, to. Who knows what the deal was? But he has gonna, to play. Yeah, I'm going to guess it was a few million. Yeah. So he's going to be playing. Yeah, he'll be there. And somebody's going to get benched for him. Somebody's going to have their feelings hurt. That's what's going to happen. And I think today, so in my notes, I, I had a lineup that I wanted. I think today, mm-hmm. Christian will sit for Ebar, or I mean for, for Den Lottie. Okay. Uh, because in Atlanta, mm-hmm. Den Lottie looked fantastic. Sure. So I think Keith is going to use Denlotti's speed. Atlanta's offense is the best defense. Yeah, they put all their money into attacking. Yeah. That's all they do. So I think Denlotti's going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's faster than Ramirez, and he's going to get behind that line, mm-hmm. and he's going to cause problems. I think what we're going to see is our typical back four, with the exception of Tia Sol. Yeah. He did not uh, train yesterday. So I think we might see Birch. So it'll be Birch, Calvo. I'd like to see Kelman. Mm-hmm. I think Kelman is a little bit quicker. Yeah. Boxel's bigger, but I think Kelman's quicker. He'll be better suited for Atlanta's mm-hmm. attack. And then we'll see Mears because he's back. Yeah. Sounds like he's back. Yeah. And then we'll see Ibsen. And I think we'll see Schuler. I really like Rasmus. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic player. I don't know that he's really suited for our team. Yeah. Now that we have Maxi Mano. Yep. But I think he'll start because Maxi Mano has not yet played. Yeah, he's rusty, of course. So I think he'll he'll get minutes at some point tonight. And then we'll see Nicholson, Ibarra, mm-hmm. and Finley across the front. Sure. With Tenladi. Yep. That's, that's my wish list. Yeah. I think... The best option would be to sit Ebar. Okay. Which a lot of people would probably punch me in the face. Yeah. Because yeah, right. Ebar is really, really lucky. Everybody loves Ebar. And, and I like him too. I, I just think Nicholson's a better left winger. Oh. And it, again, clearly we've seen in his history he's better where the number 10 is. Of course he is, yes. We know. So, Quintero's better. So, really what you're saying is in the next couple of weeks, we're going to see a lot of frontline juggling going on. I think we will. And it's not going to be what we want. Yeah. Because every time you put someone new in, you, you screw with the chemistry. But he's trying to find that spark somewhere. Exactly. And there might be a lineup change they make where, oh my God, it works like fantastic. Right. These guys work well together. And there might be some that are complete duds. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's the same as hockey. You know, you have your lines. And there's some lines that work well together, and some lines that were just completely like abysmal, you know. And that's the the coach manager's job is to figure out what lineup is going to be the best lineup. And I don't think he's kind of figured that out yet. I don't yet. think he has either. You know? And and I really hope that he he ignores the outside noise. Yeah, and he should. And it, you know, and I think a lot of times managers, head coaches, whatever you want to call they don't do that. Yeah. They, they hear the analysts that are from the area that yeah. want yeah. demand these players, they yeah. get the fans that demand these players, yeah. and, and they do it. Yeah. Because ultimately, they make a bad choice, they make fans mad, mm-hmm. and there's always a chance somebody above them might be like, eh, no, no, no. Yeah, the fans you know, said we should start this guy, and he didn't start him, right. and we were terrible, so put that guy out. Right. And so I, I hope he ignores that. Yeah, I think so. And, I and so. he keeps tinkering. Yeah. I mean, again, Quintero's going to play. Yeah. So somebody has to sit. If it's Quintero, 
plays and Ibarra sits, or mm-hmm. it's Quintero plays, Ibarra gets shifted to the left, yeah. and Nicholson sits, or it's both Nicholson and Ibarra are there, and the forward sits, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I think the next two, three games are going to be kind of like We'll see a game. different type of thing. Yep. So. All right. That's all I got. Dave, you got anything else? No. I, I, yeah. Well, Dave, Dave, has to get, Dave has to go get bundled up for a nice game. I'm not going to get bundled up. What are you going to do then? You're wearing a windbreaker? I'm going to dress inappropriately. I don't know what I'm going to dress You're not going to wear a shirt? You're going to go shirtless? No. No one wants to see that. (laughs) But it's cold. You're going to be, hey, look at me. I'm Dave. I'm the biggest soccer fan ever. Zero people want to see me shirtless. (laughs) So I I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I hate being bundled up. I think you should go shirtless and write lunacy podcast on your chest. That would be absolutely. And they put you, it puts you on the Jumbotron or whatever. Then we maybe we'd get 100 downloads. <laughs> no. I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. And no one else in that stadium is no, willing to make that sacrifice. No, I, I'd rather be cold. Yeah. I just don't like being bundled up. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have uh, on good authority that someone I'm with yes. tonight is going to be wearing snow pants. Yeah, I think I, think I know who you're talking about. And I think he's going to be wearing snow pants. And hopefully he listens to this pod. Well, he's not going to be able to listen to it before the game, but he'll, no, listen, too bad, yeah. he'll listen to it afterwards and be like, well, yeah, I was wearing snow pants. I, and I mean, the reason I say that is because he's told me he's probably yeah. going to. Yeah, yeah. And I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we really have anything else to talk about. I think we've gotten a lot of it in. Again, this is our second podcast. We're at Omni. Omni has been a very generous host of us today. Yep. Well, and it's use, busy. And it's busy. There's a lot of, a lot of people here. I'm surprised because the weather is kind of cold. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Tell your friends. This is Tony. That's Dave. Thanks for listening to the Lunacy Podcast. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Excellent. See you.